Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man on. He is a, a Super Bowl champion. He is, of course, also running for lieutenant governor for the great state of Minnesota. It's Matt Burke. Matt, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, and thanks for saying the great state of Minnesota because it is a great state, Joe. Well, it is. You know, I, I've been on in Minnesota. I think it was my first affiliate outside of San Antonio. Now we've got 170 stations, but I think it was the first station that said, let's give this dork a shot. And I got to tell you, the warmth that I feel from Minnesota, the the um, sort of familial feel I get from Minnesota, I don't understand why it's blue. I don't understand why Keith Ellison is your attorney general. I don't understand why this guy Waltz is your governor. So if you don't mind, I don't live in Minnesota. I've been, but I don't live there. Just give those who are watching and listening from around the world, really, an idea of what that state is all about. Yes. So every time yeah, I go all around the country and people say, oh, you're from Minnesota. And they always say two things. One, wow, it's really cold. <laughs> and truth be told, Joe, it's not that cold. Yeah, mean, come on, it's pretty cold now, Matt. Come on now. Four months, it's cold. Okay. <laughs> but then they always say, man, the people there, the people are special. And they really are. You know, it, it's the, it's, it embodies those Midwestern values, character, work ethic, and, and they care about each other. And I think for a long time, you know, things were, things were pretty good in Minnesota. And yeah. we're kind of passive aggressive. So we just say, yeah, we, you know, we're nice. Um, we're, we're, we're good to each other. We pay high taxes and we just vote Democrat. That's just kind of what we do. But people are waking up because it's been a tough few years for Minnesota and the people are people are fed up with the politicians. I know that you hear my show that's on in Minneapolis. It's also on in several other uh, cities in Minnesota now. Um, and, and when people call in from Minnesota, they are Minnesota nice, but they're mad. And, and they're angry because their entire city of Minneapolis got burned to the ground uh, because uh, – it was allowed by Waltz. It was allowed by Jacob Fry, the, the mayor of, of Minneapolis. That could have been stopped. Peaceful protest is fine. But to burn down a city and burn down majority minority businesses that will never come back now um, and, and make it look like the stain of the country instead of the beautiful place that it is, that's got to start giving you sort of the Giuliani in New York effect and the Pataki in New York effect to where we better get a governor, a lieutenant governor, uh, we better get a mayor who's actually going to care about our safety, security, and the beautiful cities that we live in in Minnesota. Are you on that? T- are you right there? Is the tipping point happening now, Matt, or not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Joe. I mean, that's why Scott Jensen and I are running uh, neck and neck, dead heat, or a little bit up on Tim Walls and and Peggy Flanagan, I think ultimately what we saw in Minnesota during the riots, during the COVID lockdowns, during the school shutdowns, the business shutdowns, we saw bad government. And what I mean by bad government is we saw a government that that put the party before its people. Yeah. And, and, and it's supposed to be the other way around. So it doesn't matter Republican or Democrat. Tim Walls didn't lead um, when it came to COVID. He just looked at what New York and California and the president of the United States were doing. Um, when it came to the riots, he thought, well, you know, a lot of those people are going to vote for me. So I don't want to, I don't want to go out there and stop them from causing a half billion dollars of, of damage. And, uh, you know, so many people, I think in Minnesota kept politics over to the side. They said, you know, that's fine, but I just want to go to church and go to work and raise my family. And, uh, they're getting off the sidelines in record numbers and they're supporting our campaign. Minnesota hasn't voted in a presidential election, hasn't voted for a Republican since, I think it's Richard Nixon. We're, we're the longest streak in the country. So when we go red, it's going to be big news. <laughs> well, I laugh because people right now are yelling at their radios, no, no, Reagan. No, Mondale beat Reagan in Minnesota, which is crazy. Reagan won every other state, but Mondale was from Minnesota. It's uh, Matt Burke, M-A-T-T-B-I-R-K.com. He's running for lieutenant governor in Minnesota. Here in Texas, our lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, is the president of the Senate. 
It's a very important uh, uh, seat. Uh, it's not as important as the governor, but it's pretty darn close. And he makes a lot of really important decisions on legislation. How does it work in Minnesota? Uh, well, that's when Scott Jensen asked me to run with him. I said, Scott, what does the lieutenant governor do? Yeah. And he said, nobody knows. They don't do anything. <laughs> so we can write the job description. And I said, look, I'm not interested in just going around and cutting ribbons and doing photo ops. And, you know, I, 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 was, I was an economics major in Harvard. I've started a lot of businesses here in Minnesota. I told Scott, we got to get this Minnesota economy going again. It's been sluggish for 20 years. Very passionate about education. Had a nonprofit when I played football. It was all about educational opportunities for at-risk youth. I started a school here in Minnesota. You know, our test scores are, unfortunately now, I mean, our kids in Minnesota coming out of COVID, some of the worst because we kept schools closed for so long. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, and, yep. and I appreciate Scott saying he looks at the governor-lieutenant governor relationship here in Minnesota under his administration as very much like a partnership. And uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoulder some of the load for him. It's uh, Matt Burke, B I R K Matt Burke.com. Go and uh, and go check him out. Support his candidacy. He's running along with um with Dr. Jensen for uh, the lieutenant. He's going to be lieutenant governor, and Jensen would be the governor. Walt, the one thing that I want people in Minnesota to remember, and around the country as well. That when the riots were going on and the burning down of the entire city was going on and the ending of generational businesses in Minnesota that will never come back was going on, um, President Trump at the time said, hey, we don't agree politically, fine, but I'll send you the National Guard, man. We'll stop this right away. And Walt said no until the damage was done. Then he said yes. How big a failure is that? Joe, it's huge. During those riots... We had a news anchor here, a local news anchor who's who's pretty revered. She's been on for a long time. And live on the news, she was asking, where is our governor? It wasn't like Tim Walls was 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 making statements. He was just nowhere to be found. He was absent. You know, in the first rule of leadership is you have to show up, yeah. especially during times of crisis. So whether it was the riots whether it was COVID, whether it was during this feeding our future scandal that we've had here, which Merrick Garland said the largest pandemic fraud in the country, Tim Walls keeps not showing up for the people of Minnesota. And you just can't be a leader if you're not willing to step up during tough times and lead. It is uh, Matt Burke. He's running for lieutenant governor of the great state of Minnesota. And, and I hope that you and the doctor win. Uh, l- let me let me feed into your experience as a as a football player. You played for the Vikings, of course, played for the Ravens. You're a Super Bowl champion. A- a- anything that you learned, I guess in, uh, you started playing football when you were a little kid and you played right through your adulthood as long as you could. Uh, anything you can you can relate from that experience to what you should do in the job as lieutenant governor. I'm guessing there are some parallels. Well, there are, but I, I know with campaigning, there's certainly a parallel. Yeah. Joe, you, you watch football. A lot of Americans watch football. And you probably follow the ball when you watch football. But I don't know if you ever noticed. Offensive linemen, which I was, we never leave the game. We stay on the field the whole time. Defensive linemen substitute in and out. Okay? And you probably think, well, that's because offensive linemen are superior athletes. Which, you'd be correct. But that's, <laughs> not, that's not the whole reason. The whole reason is... It's tiring to play defense because you have to react. You don't know what's coming. Scott Jensen and I, since day one, we have been on offense. We have called out the failures of Tim Walls and Peggy Flanagan, continually called them to the carpet. We, we run from no conversation. We try to get them into the public square because the people of Minnesota deserve to hear that. Tim Walls not showing up for debates. Peggy Flanagan said publicly she would debate me. She has not yet agreed to, to debate me. Um, they're, they're running and we just stay on offense and Scott and I are outworking Tim Walls and Peggy Flanagan every single day 
out there amongst real Minnesotans, listening, learning, having conversations, and getting our message out. And you know, if you're a conservative in Minnesota, you're not up just up against Tim Walls and Peggy Flanagan. You're up against the DFL machine, the the George Soros, Alita Rockefeller money. Right. We have to outwork them. And quite frankly, Joe, we wouldn't have it any other way. We love it. It's it, Matt. It's a very interesting comparison. I don't. By the way, I don't watch NFL football. I haven't since 2016. I love the Dolphins. I, ha- I don't even know who the, the quarterback is for the Dolphins because of Kaepernick taking a knee. And perhaps we could talk about that a little, a little bit later. But I've got to ask you that comparison you made is pretty interesting. I was a catcher in baseball. I had to pay attention to to, to the ball. Um, I, I wasn't an offensive lineman in football. I probably would have been because I'm six one two fifty. As I sit, I would have been bigger than that. Whatever. But I didn't play football. I never thought about it though. You don't care about the ball do you you care about pushing the play where it has to go you care about getting the job done that you were assigned if you're focused on the ball you might miss the defender who's coming in and that's really very interesting to me because i think politically speaking we always focus on the ball and maybe we shouldn't we should focus on the fight yeah you know as an offensive lineman your world is about two feet in front of you and two feet to each side of you that's all that matters we we talk about we talk about being in the phone booth and uh, you know, hey, a campaign, it's, it's, it's long, it's grueling. You got to do the same things over and over and over again. That's football. You know, that's football. Every single day you practice, you do the same drills, you run the same plays, and the game's on Sunday. But, you know, if it's Wednesday, you're not worried about Sunday. Right. You're just worried about having a great Wednesday. And, Joe, you might be really glad to know that I won the Super Bowl with the Ravens in 2012, and we defeated the San Francisco 49ers, who were quarterbacked, by Colin Kaepernick. Every single person on this planet said he was going to smoke you guys. And I was so happy when I said, and I watched football back then. I was pulling for you big time. I mean, absolutely, without a doubt, because he was the heir apparent. He was the prototypical uh, quarterback. And I think that your defeat of him might have drove him nuts. Because it wasn't, a, but a few years later, he's kneeling and he's flopping around and he's wearing, you know, uh, cops or pig, you know, uh, socks on his on his practice field. So good. I'm glad that you beat him in that. It's Matt Burke. Go to mattburke.com. B-I-R-K is how he spells his last name. When it comes to the job at hand, when it comes to what you're practicing on Wednesday and what you know you've got to get done on Sunday, um, is it crime? Is it the economy? Is it education? What is it in Minnesota? Because I think I think the left is making a mistake. Don't tell them I said this. But I think they're making a mistake by focusing on abortion, which is like number five or number eight uh, as far as importance for people, for voters. The most important thing is, can I send my kid to school safely? Can I walk down the street safely? Can I take public transportation and not be mugged or killed? What What, what is the game plan? Yeah, those are the big three. And they've been the big three the whole time. And uh, that's what Scott and I keep talking about. That's what we keep hearing about. And Look, in Minnesota, for a long time, I think people felt like the quality of life in Minnesota was really good. Yes, we paid high taxes, but we were a low-crime state, and we had great schools, and we had a robust economy. Uh, like I said, for the last 20 years, our economy's been growing slower than the national average. Right. And now you've got this inflation, and you're paying really high taxes in Minnesota, so we're feeling it more than most. Our schools have fallen behind. And so you kind of say, well, I'll pay high taxes if I'm getting a good return, right. but not getting a good return. And when you look at these three, these three problems of, of crime, education, and, and the economy, you know, these were all broken by Democrats. They can't fix these problems. I mean, the reason why we're short, uh, why we're understaffed in Minneapolis, like 40% our police force, is because Tim Walls bailed on the cops during the riots after things calmed down a little bit, mass exodus, mass retirement. I can't blame those, those men and women because- they're putting their lives on the line. And if you're not, yeah, I mean, I, I, we, Scott and I will honor the cops, but yeah. at the very least support them. If you're, they're not getting support by the leader of the state 
they can go do something else that's a lot safer and and make more money. And and I don't I don't blame those men and women for leaving. So Tim Walls, he can't fix the crime problem. He can't fix the schools. He's beholden to the teachers union and he just wants to tax more and more and more and put and make make the make the state government bigger and bigger. Can you make an immediate impact or you're going to be going up against the, you know, uh, we'll use a football analogy again, the hardest defense you know, in the league because the left really does own the big metropolis areas in in Minnesota. And you still have Keith Ellison. Hopefully you won't, but you still have Keith Ellison who's out of his mind as the attorney general. Can you make an impact day one? I think we can because I think a leader's number one job is to create the culture. And in Minneapolis and St. Paul, because of the governor and because of the mayors in those two cities, there is, there is this, uh, there's this disdain for the police department that people like you and me don't get. Okay. Right. I mean, we have laws, they need to be enforced, and, and police officers enforce the laws. I think Scott and I will change the culture day one. We'll let, we'll let the police officers, men and women, know, hey, we know you're the good guys. Uh, we need you. We appreciate you. We love you for, for, for what you do for our families and, uh, and our kids. And it's a basic function of the government to keep its, to keep its citizens safe, and it's going to be priority number one on day one. Well, one of the things that we hear out of New York a lot, and again, it's Matt Burke. He's running for lieutenant governor. Uh, go to mattburke.com, B-I-R-K. Also, former Super Bowl champion with the Ravens, which I, I thought was amazing. Um, we're hearing out of New York that people are flocking out of New York because they can't take it anymore. Um, I'm hearing from people in Minnesota. I'm not staying. I, I'm a lifelong Minnesotan. I'm out of here because these people are nuts. Um, how can you implore them to stay and give you guys a shot? Well, yeah, we can't control the weather, so we better focus (laughs) on the things that we can control. We double tax Social Security here. So in Minnesota, it's very common for somebody, once they be almost to retirement age, they get a place down in Florida, we call or Arizona, you know, we call them the snowbirds, right? um, which, which, you know, they don't want to, but, uh, but it just, it makes financial sense. But what's really alarming is the last few years, we have the brain drain, 18 to 26 year olds, more of them are leaving this state than are coming here. So when, when, when somebody's, you know, educated and, and hungry and ready to start their careers and their lives. Uh, there's a lot of Minnesotans saying, I don't see myself doing it here. And there's not a lot of people around the country saying, well, I'm going to move to Minnesota and, you know, go there because they got high crime and high taxes. What a great place to, to work or start or start my business. So and, how, do you, uh, how do you incentivize them to not leave or outsiders to come in? Yeah, well, I, I, I think it starts with our tax structure here. I mean, you know, we're, I think we're fifth in personal and corporate tax structure. Um, talking to small business owners and, you know, and listen, during COVID, you know, my, my neighborhood hardware store was closed, but I could go six blocks further to Home Depot. Um, very adversarial towards Makes whether no you're talking sense. about small businesses in the cities, whether you're talking about farmers, whether you're talking about miners. Joe, I mean, do you know we are sitting on some of the richest mineral deposits in the world here in Minnesota, up north on our Iron Range? The Minnesota Iron Range built Detroit. It won World War II. I mean, we got the richest iron ore deposits and nickel and other non-ferrous metals. And Democrats have just strangled that industry. Those towns up there are half or a third of the size they used to be. And, you know, all this stuff sitting in the ground. They want electric cars, but I guess they want all those materials to come from from China where there's no environmental regulations and, and slave labor when we could do it right here and put tens of thousands of Minnesotans to work and make make Minnesota the, uh, an economic hub of not just the Midwest, but I think the entire country. Yeah. Um, and that's where these, you know, this extreme environmental agenda from some of the people on the left, it just, it just defies logic. And, um, and I, I think 
like I said, I think the real people in Minnesota are, are fed up with it. Well, I think you're right. And I think you've got an opportunity as somebody on the right, uh, along with uh, Dr. Jensen, to actually possibly win this office. But here's the problem. And I've been watching this a long time, Matt, because I've been on the air in Minnesota a long time. If, if the election's close, the left wins. So how do you make it not close? How do you make it? I mean, I had Doug Wardlow on four years ago, and it looked like he was going to win, and he got smoked by, by Keith Ellison. It makes no sense. So how do you make sure that people understand their vote does count? They've got to make sure they go and vote. Don't let somebody you know, dissuade them from going. Um, and, and let's make it not close, because, again, close ones always seem to go that way. Exactly. I say we're going to overwhelm them on Election Day, and, uh, and, and, I, and I think we are. Um, you know, certainly, I, think, I actually think Minnesota – is a red state from a values perspective. I think people who are lifelong Democrats, look, my parents were Democrats growing up and, and we should have been, you know, we were just very blue collar. And, yeah. and uh, but obviously that, that party has changed uh, a lot. And I think people were waking up because Minnesota's had a tougher time than most states the last couple of years. So I think we'll get, we'll get, we'll get that shift um, and we'll get, we'll get people to come over, but it is all about getting out the vote. And, um, like I said, Minnesota, it's, it's been an interesting time um, these last couple years with, with the riots and, and COVID. Like I said, I think it's been a little bit, a little bit worse here. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're telling people, get out there. And, and, and real quick, we had a uh, last election in 2020. There was 21,000 Democrats working at the polls here. Only 3,000 Republicans. Yeah, that's just dumb. That doesn't make so, any sense. Uh, but I, like I said, I think a lot of conservatives just kind of kept, kept politics over on the side a little bit. Uh, last I heard, there was over 15,000 Republicans working Good. at the poll this year. And uh, like I said, people are people are engaged, they're involved, and, and they're fired up. MattBurke.com, B-I-R-K, MattBurke.com. He's running for lieutenant governor of the great state of Minnesota, along with uh, Scott Jensen. Matt, thanks a million for coming on. Great to meet you. Let's do it again soon. That'd be great, Joe. Really appreciate it. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Right, great to have you. Really, really glad to have uh, Matt Burke on. Glad that I met him. Glad that I got to know him. If you're in uh, Minnesota, make sure that you take a good look at him and Dr. Jensen. I would love to see that that state go to people who actually care about safety and security. Got to go. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you later. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.